And a story about medications that's been bubbling away in the United States which might have implications for Australians. Yeah, Sun Pharmaceuticals is a name that people might not have heard before, but there's a good chance they've come across their products because they're a big supplier of generic drugs. You know, when your pharmacist gives you the option of going with a brand name or a cheaper generic with the same active ingredient. And Sun Pharma's in a bit of hot water at the moment, Norman. Yeah, back in December, 15th of December, uh, the US Food and Drug Administration, that's the drug regulator in the United States, uh, sent a letter to Sun Pharmaceuticals um, basically about violations of manufacturing practice in a particular facility in theirs in Gujarat, in India. They're a massive uh, pharmaceutical manufacturer. And the, 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 the importance for Australians is that the, their subsidiary Sun Pharma is here with probably over 400 uh, medications registered with the Therapeutic Goods Administration. So these violations include potential contamination, microbiological contamination, in other words, aseptic technique failure, particularly with injectable products. They mentioned two in particular, but also perhaps contamination in oral medications as well. And it results from a visit they made to the facility in April, May, late April, early May of 2022, last year. And they put these violations to uh, the company at that point, and clearly the FDA was unhappy with the response, and this 15th of December uh, letter, pretty rough language, well, not rough language, but straightforward language, um, uh, was about, you know, you've really got to get your, your, your act together here, was really the, the main theme here, and went through a list of the problems that they, that they had. So this is a company that has a lot of products in Australia, but they're not all necessarily uh, on the market in Australia from that particular facility, are they? Well, now becomes the problem. So we may have no problem at all in Australia, or we may have an issue, but when you've got an, something like this running, it's hard to tell. So if you look at the FDA letter, there are two injectable products they mentioned by name, but they're not on, they're not on the Australian... Well, they are on the Australian market, but they're not Sun Pharma products. So they, it, that's not relevant to the Australian market. But then the FDA goes on to talk about other medications using code, because they use a code which says, which the code means it's commercial and confidence. So they don't use the actual name. It's like bleeping out the, the name. So you don't know the name um, or, the, or, or exactly what they're talking about. And we don't know whether those refer to products that might be on the Australian market. Now, we contacted the TGA and asked them about this. And they told us that they couldn't uh, name which so there, the, this company has about five, several manufacturing facilities, so you know it could be that it, the products in, are on the market in Australia. None are made in that, pro, that that in that facility, or none are in the manufacturing lines that are of concern here. We only have nothing to worry about. The problem is that when you're at this situation, this uh, this stage in an investigation, whether products are not named, you don't know. And so the TGA would not tell us which of the products are manufactured in at the Indian facility, claiming commercial and confidence. In other words, that they, they promise the drug manufacturer that they won't actually say these things and breach confidentiality. Um, in the same way as the FDA doesn't mention that. We've asked, we've sent several emails to and phoned the company, but we have not had any response from the company here in Australia. And the TGA has come back to us and said that they are following 
the FDA, they have been in contact with the FDA and they're following their investi investigation um, closely and um, they haven't required any additional information from the FDA at this stage. So they're, they're presumably going to be following what the FDA con concludes. So the FDA has put so some alerts on imports from this company but allowed them in. But there is a, there is a complicating factor here, mm. which is the global supply chain. And, um, and this is where you're balancing risks and to talk about risks and the safety and quality issues that might be involved here, I spoke earlier on today to Dr. Faye Sim. She is National President of the Pharmaceutical Society of Australia. And unlike the Pharmacy Guild, the Pharmaceutical Society is about professional standards amongst pharmacists, training, safety and quality in medications and medication use across all sectors of the healthcare system. Here's the interview. Thank you, Norman, for having me. When I read this, I thought, gosh, this is strongly worded. There's no politeness about it. They're just straight in there and really quite brutal. Is that the way it struck you? I must say that the FDA has really used some very strong language in this letter. Essentially, what this letter is about is FDA has issued a warning letter to Sun Pharmaceutical Industries following inspection of their drug manufacturing facility in India back in 2022. And the letter basically raised some violations of the CGMP, which is the current good manufacturing practice regulations. The letter goes on and raised some concerns around the standards at the quality and the safety of medicines manufactured by Sun Pharma. And essentially what they did is the FDA sent delegates to visit the sites. And after the assessment process, the FDA identified a number of areas of concerns from the conditions of the manufacturing facilities to the process of manufacturing. But at this stage, my understanding, reading this letter and based on the information that's available, FDA has not yet deregistered any of the products, but I've given Sun Pharma the opportunity to deliver on a remediation plan and to undertake retrospective assessment of their processes and procedures. But it's more than that, isn't it, Faye? Because they were clearly unhappy with the response they got after their visit in April. Yes. So based on the letter, the FDA mentioned that Sun Pharma was provided an opportunity to respond and FDA, after assessing the response, decided not to accept the response and actually proceeded to giving them another opportunity to come up with a remediation plan. And I think in this case, whilst there were issues raised by the FDA about Sun Pharma, we have to take into consideration, and this is one of the FDA's consideration as well, that Sun Pharma is a major manufacturing company that is responsible for the supply of medicines, including generic medicines worldwide. And we know that accessibility of medicine is quite important to try and avoid that um, sudden medicine shortage issue worldwide. Yeah, but I mean, that's like the too big to fail argument in the finance sector is, oh, well, we can't go after JP Morgan or another big bank because if they fail, they'd be catastrophic. I mean, can you sacrifice quality issues for fear of the global supply chain? Oh, no, absolutely not to sacrifice on, you know, the quality and the safety. The integrity and safety of medicines should never be compromised. So, I mean, that is something that we all must be really clear. So just looking at it as a pharmacist, also an academic pharmacist and somebody who spent their life interested in safety and quality, when you read between the lines about their problems with manufacturing practice, particularly mm -hmm. in this Indian facility, what could be the end result of that in the pill or the injectable that they produce? They largely have kept confidential when it comes to exactly what medicines and what lines are affected. 
the letter does raise issues, but the letter wasn't very clear in terms of the severity and the implication. So I think before we sort of jump into conclusion around how severe this is, from an Australian perspective in this case, I think what's more important is that our TGA works very closely with the FDA to monitor the situation, not just ensuring that medicines that are coming to Australia are going to be safe and effective, but also at the same time, if there was going to be a potential issue on global supply chain, how are we going to manage this? And the TGA actually follows what we call a risk-based approach when assessing medicines. What we need to consider here is to have an independent process to interrogate this. What is our appetite in terms of risk acceptance? Does the availability of the medicines outweighs the potential risk here? So I think there needs to be a lot of transparency and communication to instill back a level of confidence amongst but, the health professionals but and the our public. T- but the TGA has refused to say to us when we've asked them which of Sun Pharma's products, the many products that are on the market, are manufactured in this Indian facility. So that's commercial and confidence. But isn't the TGA supposed to be protecting consumer safety here? I mean, there's lack of transparency. There may be no issue at all with Sun Pharma's products products in Australia. They may be manufactured in many of the many other facilities or the manufacturing lines may not be the ones in question. But it does raise issues that when you're not transparent, people's fear levels go up. Obviously, transparency and communication is critical. In this particular instance, though, the letter from the FDA was dated the 15th of December. And essentially, FDA has given Sun Pharma a period of time to address these issues. I'm not going to speak on behalf of the TGA, but that probably is something that would be useful to speak directly with the TGA on this. But I would expect a level of collaboration and transparency between FDA and TGA so that this can be managed together. In summary then with Sun Pharma, if you were an Australian consumer, how concerned should you be given the lack of information? Look, at this stage, based on just the information that's available, I wouldn't take this as an immediate alarming situation yet, only because it does look like there is a system and process in place. What we don't know, Norman, is we don't know how severe is the situation and what the clinical implication is because that information is not made available to us at this stage. But what we have to do is to trust that we do have that process in place. But at the same time, it's also equally important that people who need to rely on these medicines to manage their health conditions to keep them safe and healthy, continue to have access to those medicines. So I think there's a balance here to consider what is that risk? Is that risk acceptable? And does that risk outweigh the availability of medicines? And how are we going to manage this in a pragmatic and a proactive manner? Not an easy issue. Dr. Faye Sim is National President of the Pharmaceutical Society of Australia. And we'll keep a close eye on this story and publish the FDA letter and the responses from the Therapeutic Goods Administration on our website. And we'll also have an online story on ABC Online. Think bigger about the world we live in. Ask your smart speaker to play ABC RN.